All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome to Invest Wisely with Walt Sukira, the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron, 3560 West Market Street in Fairlawn, affiliated with the RW Baird Company. We'll talk this half hour live about the market, investing, how the AKW Group invests their clients' money in individual stock portfolios they create for every single client. You'll also take your questions, too, about the market and where it might be going at 330-673-1234 and outside of Akron and on WNIR.com, 800 800- Six six nine four one hundred. Well, Walt, another week of uh, extraordinary news, and by this time, the market seems to be taking all this in stride. It really is, Bob. Um, you know, there was no escaping uh, the by the politics last week uh, for sure that surrounded the market. Um, you know, there's an ongoing saga out there of the stimulus negotiations, which I, I think are pretty important. Uh, we saw the first presidential debate last week. Um, and, you know, we got some economic data last week, like the uh, September employment report, uh, which, you know, carries some significance as, as we head forward. Um, the Dow and the Dow Jones Industrial Average last week did have a positive week. We snapped uh, the four-week losing streak. Uh, the market finished up 508 points for the week, close to 27,682. Uh, that was up 1.9% for the week. And, Year-to-date, the Dow Jones is still off 3%, so we're negative 3% on the Dow Jones. Uh, the S&P was up 1.5% last week, closing at 3,348.42. Uh, Year-to-date, up 3.6%. Uh, the NASDAQ, uh, again, had a good week last week, up 1.5%, uh, closing at 11,075. And again, the NASDAQ continues to have a good year, up 23.4%. And then those small cap stocks, uh, the Russell 2000, uh, really snapped back last week up 4.4% and it closed at 1,539, still off 7.7% uh, year to date. So, uh, you know, it kind of gives you a feel for where the, the capital markets, the stock markets kind of finished off last week. Uh, but again, we continue to look at the uh, big picture items. We no, there's a lot uh, to think about as as we head in, you know, towards the election and, and into the fourth quarter of the year, and uh, you know we have to make sure we stay diligent and you know continue to manage and, and work hard on uh, making sure that uh, we don't take our hands off the wheel. Absolutely. Again, if you have any questions for Walt about the market, give us a call, 330-673-1234 or 800-669-4100. Walt, in your notes, you're talking about a expression coined some 60-plus uh, years ago in the 1950s called climbing a wall of worry. 
That's uh, depicting a sustained stock market rise uh, during a time of economic or financial stress. Can you kind of summarize the the worries we have right now, and do you think we are going to continue to climb that wall? Yeah, but we have a lot of worries. You know, I mean, last week, uh, you know, I think there were a lot of worries coming out of the debate about both candidates. Uh, And then, of course, we got to the end of the week, and we saw Donald Trump test positive for COVID, and there's a lot of uncertainty there. Uh, we know that uh, we've been riding, uh, you know, this coronavirus crash uh, back in March t- uh, 23rd, and we've seen an unprecedented rise, um, and we know valuations, again, are extended on a lot of securities. Uh, we continue to worry a little bit about the unraveling of the U.S.-China uh, trade situation and maybe the decoupling of those economies as we go forward. I think we have some pending uh, antitrust action maybe against some of those big fang stocks, uh, Alphabet, and, you know, Google, and, and obviously Facebook uh, could possibly face some real challenges. Um, and that could mean, you know, a real challenge for big tech. Uh, we continue to worry about the, the coronavirus wave, and, you know, we're seeing some spikes, which we probably knew we were coming into the fall and then into the winter. Uh, we have a lapse in the fiscal stimulus that really had been stimulating and helping, you know, keep the economy moving forward. And it doesn't seem like the politicians can still get on the same page, but we're hopeful. Um, and then we worry about, you know, the outcomes of the election and, you know, what that might mean for the economy going forward um, and maybe even a long, drawn-out process of not knowing who the winner is even after the uh, November 3rd election. So a lot to worry about. So that that wall worry is pretty high. Uh, we continue to think long term. Um, you know, all those things that I think can be overcome. Again, at the end of the day, we talk about it all the time, Bob. We have a consumer economy. Uh, 70% of what happens in, in this country de- is determined by you and, and myself and the listeners and the consumers that, you know, want to live a certain life and have a certain lifestyle and are willing to spend money. That's predicated probably on having income and jobs and investments that continue to to hold their values, which gives people the confidence to spend. And, you know, the government and businesses really react, you know, to to the consumers in a lot of ways. So I think as long as the consumer stays confident and, you know, continues to spend, we can probably work our way through that and, and over top of that wall worry once again. Talking to Walt Secura, the AKW Group here in Akron, about the market, what's happening in stocks. And again, your calls are welcome at 330-673-1234. Now, over the past couple of weeks, even though the election is a month away, you've often said that as far as the market is concerned, whether or not there is a Democrat or Republican in the White House may not be as major a concern as supporting the economy now in the post-COVID world. Let us assume there's going to be some sort of a resolution, maybe a vaccine that will start getting us back to normal. But it's going to be a long process. Do you think that the uh, the post-COVID economy policies will may slow down any other major proposals and policy changes proposed by either party? Yeah, I think, Bob, you know, it's interesting. you got to really think through this. And, and we, you know, kind of continue to see these reports. I, I saw an, an interesting one uh, last week by um, Ned Davis, uh, Research, Emanuel Life. Uh, they went back to 1900, and again, they just kind of broke down some of these returns. And again, it, it, it went a little further, which was helpful. It looked at um, a Democratic president with a Republican Congress. The returns have been about 5.2%. A Democratic president with a split Congress, about 7.99%, which is kind of what you and I have talked about in the past, Bob. Maybe that split Congress is good. Um, a Democratic president with a Democratic Congress at 26 
a Republican president with a Republican Congress at 7.09, so the most positive scenario on the Republican side, and then a Republican president with a split Congress, uh, actually negative 5.49, and a Republican president with a Democratic Congress, negative 2.05. Um, and again, I think the big worries right now are taxes and health care, but you know, Bob, we got to look at other issues. You know, minimum wage increases will be a big one. Uh, we just talked about the regulation on technology and big tech firms. Um, and again, you know, the involvement of government in healthcare will definitely be an issue uh, that we continue to worry about as we go forward. Because these are the big major concerns and ones that the politicians are talking about in their campaigns. But what about other other types of reforms that could have impact for investors that the politicians never talk about, but uh, suddenly end up reading about them in the newspaper? Well, I, I think that's it, Bob. I think it really comes down to regulation and, you know, some of those impacts that could infect consumers. You know, I think um, we've seen the importance of the frontline worker, you know, and through the coronavirus wave. I think the, the minimum wage impact will definitely be a big one. And, um, you know, I think there's going to be continued pressures, you know, uh, really no matter what party's in place. And, uh, you know, I think the government's got its work cut out for it. Uh, you know, they got to listen to the people and they have to make sure they, you know, balance uh, you know, policy with uh, with growth and, and economic ability. So uh, there'll be a lot of challenges as we go forward, and hopefully they're up for that challenge. Now, of course, the uh, the uh, cynics and the more the realists among us uh, realize, despite all the rhetoric and the campaign ads and the excitement of the uh, news channels on one side or another, essentially government kind of goes on and a whole lot of stuff doesn't change, no matter whether Democrats or Republicans uh, win the election. What are some of those things that are most likely not to change that could impact on investors as, uh, as, the, as the year wears on? Yeah, I think there's some big themes that we're really focused on, Bob. I think this U.S.-China decoupling um, is a big issue, and I, I think that continues regardless of who's in, in the White House. You know, there's a lot of issues uh, that have been brought to light. Um, there's a lot of things about supply chains and our reliance um, on China that came out through uh, this pandemic, and I think that that'll be a big theme that continues. Uh, we know that there's going to be large-scale infrastructure uh, spending going on. You know, I think the infrastructure uh, needs to be looked at, and either party is going to have a big task uh, dealing with those changes and those challenges going forward. Uh, and then there'll be continued pressure, I think, on companies. You know, just uh, share buybacks and dividend policies, and and, and you know, salary co- uh, executive compensation. I mean, again, I think a lot of uh, things have been brought into light that are going to make it a little more challenging for big business to work the way it has in the past. I think that you know, we continue to push towards that uh, triple bottom line that companies really should be in place, not only for profit, but also for people and planet. And you know that there is a lot of objectives that these companies have to look at, and I think they're going to be held more accountable as we move forward. Yeah, now let's uh, shift over to Stock Talk. Uh, again, you were invited to this portion of the program to uh, talk to Walt Secura and get some input on any particular stocks that you are interested in, whether you're thinking of buying them or you have them now or you might want to want to sell them. He's got 30-plus uh, years' experience in, in the stock market. And so if you have any questions, get uh, some good reading from Walt. If you want to call us right now with those specific uh, areas of concern, 330-673-1234. And outside of Akron and on WNR.com, toll-free at 800 Uh, Last week, uh, a listener called up with a question about the Generac Holdings 
stock, uh, GNRC. And uh, you said you wanted to do a little bit more research before answering their question of whether or not it was a good stock. So, uh, again, you probably looked at that during the past week, and what did you find out? I did, Bob. Yeah, I, I sat here last Sunday after the show and thought, hey, I need to take a look at that one. Uh, I'm out of uh, Wisconsin. This company obviously does the power generation, um, a lot of um, you know, generation products, um, portable uh, as well as mobile generators. Uh, they also do uh, lighting, heating pumps, outdoor power equipment, um, and uh, you know, really a very interesting company. Uh, they've they've had some good performance this year. You know, the stock has moved forward. I think a lot of the focus on uh, people being at home and you know, businesses probably realizing the stability of of you know the way that they operate. Uh, so a lot of investment we've seen there and. Uh, you know, the company has performed well, and, uh, you know, the last quarter revenues were flat, but earnings were up about 17%, and, you know, looking forward, there's some pretty good outlooks for this company. Uh, the only thing that, you know, I see is, again, that valuation. It's it's trading near its uh, all-time highs. So it's like you look at P-E ratio as one of the metrics. Again, there's many to look at, but uh, trading at 38 times earnings, again, that's a five-year high. Um, so, again, the stock is pushed up. It's trading around $197 a share, and that's, uh, you know, been a heck of a, a movement for the year. So, good company. Um, I just, you know, pay attention to uh, valuation uh, before I'd enter the stock at this point. Let's take a call now for Walt Secure on WNIR. Go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, good morning. Uh, <clears throat> touching on a little, maybe a little different thing, but not really, uh, lifetime musician and Right now, uh, you know, probably 90 or 95% of our uh, instruments have been imported from China, Japan, or Taiwan. And I'm noticing uh, that a lot of that stuff is back-ordered, and also some of it had been turned around and sent back to China. And I just wonder if, you know, the Trump administration or whatever is trying to get our American-made products back here. But I don't look for that to happen the way it was, let's say, in the 60s. Do you agree with me? Yeah, I mean, that's you made some really good points. I mean, that, again, is another example of that supply chain which shifted over time and, uh, a lot of that production is done overseas, and, uh, you know, as you said, that impacts delivery and backlogs, and, you know, when you go through a pandemic like we have this year, um, I do agree with you. I think it's going to be hard to get all that manufacturing back, especially, you know, uh, I, th- I think you still have some of the skilled, you know, craftsman-type uh, uh, products still being, you know, made here in the United States, but a lot of that mass production is is been uh, moved out of our country so it'll be hard to bring it back i think there is a focus on you know looking at products that are critical and making sure that uh, we have a little better uh, access and some plans if if you know anything like this ever happened in the future but uh, it'll be interesting to see how businesses respond but very interesting from uh, the music side and musical instruments i, I appreciate your comments this morning and thanks for calling, 330-673-1234. Again, Stock Talk with Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron. Uh, once again, Tesla, the electric car company, is making news once more last week. They beat their old record of car deliveries for the latest quarter, in a quarter where generally uh, the car market was a, was a rather uh, sluggish. 
so are you becoming any more bullish on Tesla? We've talked almost every week about this over over the last couple of years, and the price of the stock continues to rise, but do you still seem to have a have a cold feet, if you will, by getting into it? Yeah, Bob, it's one I, I just feel like I've missed. You know, I, I, I like the company so much, you know, and I like the technology, and I, I keep looking at it, and I keep going back. And, and you go to their website, you look at their cars, you look at their solar roofing, you look at their solar panels. Um, there's a lot to like about this company, but again, I just have a hard time warming up to the valuation, you know, where this company has moved. But they did. I mean, they, they delivered some great results. You know, they delivered 139,300 vehicles. Um, they easily beat expectations, and uh, you know they're they're really hitting on all cylinders at this point. It seems like the electric car uh, movement is there, and um, you know there's there's a lot of ways to play around that though. Um, you know we're we're diving into kind of lithium and uh, you know who actually mines, and and you know you, you got to kind of think through that. Uh, component aspect and maybe ancillary winners if Tesla wins. So uh, even though, you know, I'm not buying Tesla, it's definitely got my attention and I'm looking all around to see if there's a way to, you know, kind of take advantage of of that momentum and that trend that's happening. Once again, Walt Secure with the AKW Group has talked with us about the market, about investings, and uh, any questions you have about that, give us a call, 330-673-1234. As we mentioned at the beginning of the program, uh, Walt and the AKW Group uh, take their investors' money and then buy individual stocks in their own custom-designed portfolios uh, designed for each of the individual investors they have. and They have, some, uh, of course, some general portfolios that they've been carrying that have been quite good for them. Maybe a good idea to review those uh, portfolios and let people know out there what the AKW Group is still doing with them. Now, the primary one, I guess you would say, was your core equity strategy. What is the core equity portfolio and what are some of the holdings in that? Yeah, Bob, so each of these strategies, um, the, the three that I think you're going to ask me about here, are all stock strategies, uh, their stock portfolios. The core equity really seeks to, you know, generate competitive returns over the longer term. It typically is looking at larger companies, companies that have market capitalization above fifteen billion. So you know they're they're larger companies. Uh, we've always put a little emphasis on dividends in this portfolio. Although, as I mentioned earlier in the year, with the uncertainty of the economy and the uncertainty of some of the dividends, we put a little less emphasis on that this year. So again, we do adapt um, the policies a little bit, um, you know, in the in the strategies. Uh, you know, this this portfolio, like all of them, you know, we look for, uh, you know, financially powerful um, and attractively priced companies. So we're looking for uh, financial power is by, through metrics like revenue growth and earnings growth and increasing margins. Um, you know, something that uh, is going well with the company as far as something new, something that's driving um, opportunities. Uh, so we also look at the, uh, you know, the, the fundamental story as well. And uh, again, try to apply a little bit of logic, and um, you know, so that's definitely uh, one of the core portfolios that we have. And that's why we call it core. Um, it's it's the most widely used portfolio. It's it's appropriate, I think, for a lot of investors. And um, again, everybody has to. We got to look at the risk return parameters, but uh, this is just one of our broadest uh, used portfolios. And then uh, in the middle, you have your small mid cap strategy. Which is a uh, kind of uh, not as quite as a I guess uh, dealing with kind of as big companies as the core, but kind of dips into those uh, smaller companies that can often have uh, some pretty good run-ups. Absolutely, Bob. Yeah. So we we developed this portfolio a few years back, and 
we wanted to really um, accent our stock picking ability. Um, you know, it's hard in the core equity portfolio to differentiate yourself a lot of times because, again, uh, you're buying stocks that a lot of people talk about. They're the kind of stocks that, you know, like I said, in the core, that when you flip on the TV, you hear about them. Uh, the small mid-cap are, are stocks that you may not hear uh, as much about. You know, sometimes I read the names off in this portfolio of some people, and they, they recognize a few of them, but there's a lot they don't. Um, so we look at companies, again, that are emerging, that are growing. Again, we use the same base philosophy that, you know, we're looking for, um, you know, companies that are financially powerful and also attractively priced. Uh, but, again, this would focus on companies that that are smaller, under that $15 billion typically in, in market capitalization. Uh, we don't really worry about dividends here. As a matter of fact, dividends sometimes are almost a bad thing uh, for companies that are small and growing because, You'd hope that they have enough uh, growth opportunity to take their free cash flow and put it back into their business. So we'd like, we'd rather see them reinvest in themselves than pass dividends out. Uh, so we really look for you know capital appreciation in this portfolio. We want to see the share prices growing. And again, it's been a, it's a really strong portfolio for us. We we like the long term prospects of this portfolio. Um, and again, it's uh, it's one that uh, you know I'm proud of, and, and we work hard at. Uh, just to give you a couple ideas of the, of the stocks that are in there, you know, DocuSign, we've mentioned, uh, you know, a few weeks in a row. I mean, that that is the tech company that is really hitting on all cylinders, you know. I mean, in, in a pandemic world, I mean, the, the ability to sign documents remotely, um, you know, contracts and, and house closings or in our business, financial uh, you know, documents that need to be signed. I mean, it, it, it's a really nice uh, technology. I don't think it's going away. It's very ingrained. The network effect is very high at this point. Um, another company here is Fortinet, um, symbol FTNT. Uh, this is a company that focuses on cybersecurity um, to small, mid-sized business enterprises, governments. Uh, so when you talk about things like firewalls and network security and data security, uh, Fortinet is at, at the you know front end of that technology, and we don't think that's going away. I mean, the more that's done online, the more you're going to have to protect that data. Uh, and then we also mentioned you know a couple times match groups in this portfolio. Um, you know, in a COVID world, it's harder to date, Bob. Um, I, I'm hearing you know from some of my friends and some of the people that are single out there, and you know, the, I, I think we take for granted you know human connection and how you meet people, and, you know, this is a very growing, it's, it's been popular for years, but it's probably more important than ever to to be able to make connections and to use the amount of time that you do have to, to spend face-to-face with people that you are connected with. So uh, all the platforms that, you know, Match Group offers, uh, you know, Match.com, Plenty of Fish, OkCupid, okay Hinge, Tinder, uh, Pairs, Oblo, Ship, I mean, this is a company that's, very powerful. Um, you know, they have over 40 uh, different brands out there. They operate in 40 different languages around the world. And again, you know, human connection and relationships are, are of course, essential to, to people. It's a base need on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So, uh, you know, these are the kinds of companies that uh, we focus on. Um, and that's, that's uh, you know, kind of some ideas that are in that small mid-cap portfolio. And then finally, you have a portfolio that, to my knowledge, is unique in uh, the world of investing, you call it the Empowering Women Strategy. Tell us about this portfolio that, again, is unique to the AKW Group. It is, Bob. I mean, it's a, it's a separate account portfolio, which makes it a little bit unique. Um, we're, we're not aware of a, a lot of separate account portfolios that are using a gender diversity screen. 
Uh, there are a lot of exchange-traded funds and mutual funds that have kind of caught on to this, but um, we think stock selection is really important when you're looking at these companies. So again, uh, same thing. We start you know, looking for companies that have that financial power and attractive valuation, and then we apply another screen, and we look for companies that basically um, just have better policies as they relate to diversity and uh, the representation of women on the board of directors and executive management, female CEOs, CFOs, uh, you know, companies that have commitment to execution on uh, empowerment issues like equal pay, advancing women in management, uh, executive level positions, uh, commitment to women in specific gender educational programs. So there's a lot here. And, and again, we're not, this isn't part of necessarily the Me Too movement where we're, you know, saying it's got to all be about women, but I think it's really kind of saying that there has to be balance. And, you know, going back to my professor days, uh, seeing the incredible amount of talent uh, that comes from both genders, uh, you realize the companies that are very balanced and have representation and, you know, good diversity probably have a competitive edge, you know, as, as you think forward in today's uh, economy. Uh, so that's where that portfolio is focused, and we're proud of it. And again, some some really good companies in there, and a lot of research that we do to uh, keep that portfolio authentic um, and real. And uh, you know, we're very proud of it. And what determines for an individual client of yours uh, where they put their money and which of these portfolios? You know, it really comes down to risk. It really comes down to return or you know parameters that people have. It also comes down to preference. Um, you know, really, the idea is that we bring dynamic investment solutions to the table. Uh, we allow our clients to have some say, and, you know, at the end of the day, they're helping us kind of formulate that allocation strategy. Uh, we can, you know, tell people where we believe there's a better return potential. We believe, you know, can tell them where we think there's a control of risk. Um, and, uh, you know, we can obviously create maybe some uh, you know, type of uh, social, uh, you know, objective with, with the gender diversity portfolio. But again, I think at the end of the day, it's a team effort and, and we take the client's input, uh, you know, very seriously. And then we make recommendations uh, based on what we hear that client telling us what, how we think that structure might look. At this point, what are some of the key items you're considering uh, for your clients uh, here before the election, the last quarter of this uh, rather unique year? Yeah, Bob, I mean, we're looking at cash. Um, I think it's important to have enough cash so you don't get caught. If if we do get some volatility here at the end of the year, um, you know, you don't want to be selling if the market would have a downdraft. There's a potential of that. Um, so having the proper cash um, balances to be able to cover expenses, you know, for the next six months, nine months, a year, depending on those cash needs. Uh, we're also taking a look. We're starting to, you know, think a little bit about the tax situations this year. Uh, you know, looking over people's capital gains, income, you know, where they're at. Uh, a lot of our clients, as we said, were able to defer the RMDs. Uh, so communicating out with their tax advisors and making sure that they understand uh, where each client's uh, tax situation is. So there can be some planning around that. And, uh, you know, we're just making sure that people are comfortable and, you know, ready for whatever happens as, as we move into the last quarter of the year. So just a lot of good communication, open communication. And, um, you know, trying to be there as needed, Bob. You know, we don't want to bug people, but we're definitely always there, and we try to make those proactive phone calls to make sure people are comfortable. 
And of course, through Baird Private Wealth Management, they have all sorts of other assets and uh, to that and the things they can do for people like financial planning, estate plan reviews, retirement planning, tax reviews, Roth conversions, stock options, uh, transaction tax analyses. So affiliated with such a national company gives you a wide, wide range of tools to use. Every time a client comes to you, no matter what their concerns are or what kind of investment program they have in their mind, you can pretty well take care of just about everything that they can bring you. And of course, as we mentioned earlier, uh, this year was another good year for the AKW Group. They opened up an office in uh, suburban Pittsburgh in Washington, Pennsylvania. Uh, again, uh, Walt, tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, we have a partnership with Sue Marshall uh, there in Washington, PA, a colleague of mine that I've known for many, many years. And, uh, yeah, we're excited about the opportunities. I like the market over there. I spent a lot of time there years ago uh, working with uh, uh, some other advisors. We have a lot of clients in that area. So, uh, you know, we're excited about the potential of um, of what that means to us long term. Again, what do you look forward to in this next week? <laughs> Who knows what will happen, but it's always an adventure in a certain way. So what do you think is going to happen and what do you know is going to happen? Yeah, it really is, Bob. I mean, we just continue to, you know, respond to what what's going on. But again, we know that uh, uh, we got some companies talking a little bit about, uh, you know, Cisco Systems and NVIDIA have a, an analyst event. Uh, we got some economic data coming up, like the you know the Institute of Supply Chain Management uh, Services purchasing manager index. We uh, Costco will report some sales data in, uh, near the middle of the week. Um, uh, Domino's Pizza will talk about their earnings at the end of the week, and then we got the Fed talking a little bit on Tuesday. So lots to pay attention to. Once again, Walt Secure with the AKW Group here in Akron. Give him a call at 234-466-7476. 234-466-7476. And tell him you heard of here on WNIR, Kent Akron. Walt Secure, the AKW Group. Walt, sit back and enjoy and have a great week. Talk to you next Sunday. Thanks, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Cisco Systems, Inc., symbol CSCO. Costco Wholesale Corporation, symbol C-O-S-T. DocuSign, Inc., symbol D-O-C-U. Domino's Pizza, Inc., symbol D-P-Z. Facebook, Inc., symbol F-B. Fortinet, Inc., symbol F-T-N-T. Generac Holdings, Inc., symbol G-N-R-C. Alphabet, Inc., symbol G-O-O-G-L. NVIDIA Corporation, symbol N-V-D-A and Tesla Inc., symbol T-S-L-A. Please note that Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates managed or co-managed a public offering of securities for Generac Holdings Inc., symbol G-N-R-C, in the past 12 months.